Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Niche Nerd Podcast. I'm your host that's a little bit sick, Spencer. And I'm joined by my host who's hopefully not as sick as me, Wes. Oh, I'm so sick. Yesterday, I'm really glad we didn't podcast yesterday because I would have had to cancel. I was, like, actually done, West. Mm-hmm. So we didn't podcast on our day where we don't podcast. Yeah. The thing is, when you have a toddler... And he's mm-hmm. sick, and all he wants in the world is, he says, Daddy, can you just lay down with me? I don't feel good. I want you to lay with me. You can't say no! You also get sick. You And you also get sick. And so I have paid the ultimate price for my love for my child, and yep. now have a sore throat and a headache. Yeah, the um, human snot rag phase is a rough one. Yeah. Luckily, it's it seems like I'm a little bit on the upswing. Uh, it wasn't that bad at the beginning. Yesterday was the only day that was, like, really bad. So, you know, he is just a snotty mess, though. So if you guys, you know, ever want to know why not to have kids, it's because they're snotty. Like, like, literally. Anyway, done talking about my kids' excrements. Let's talk about uh, what we're talking about today, which is your favorite game of all time, West. Yeah. I really can't debate that, can I? Why would you want to? It's... I don't know. I like other games. <laughs> but we are going to talk about Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver for the Nintendo DS. Before we get too far into this game and why it's one of West's favorites, a little bit of housekeeping. Don't forget to check out the Discord. We have an MTG event going on uh, in, what is it, like, the end of this month. It's Yeah, uh... it's like... I don't know, two and a half weeks. Yeah, so if you're not in the Discord, least, it's a least free event for everybody in the Discord. Win some, win some dollar dollar bills, y'all, and uh, yeah, test out the new the new MTG standard. But if you know, I'm just starting WandaVision. I don't know about you, Wes, if you've gotten to start that show, but I plan to talk about that in the Discord a little bit, kind of stuff like that. I've only been asked if I had watched WandaVision by like 30 people now, <laughs> so I'm definitely not starting it. I, I I've only watched the first episode, but we we have started it because we finished we finished Fire Force this last week. So, but if you want to talk anime, Wandavision, Star Wars, Pokemon, that you know anything nerdy, really, head on over to the Discord. Check it out. A quick update on the Patreon. I am going to do a rebranding of Hazy Game Media that will include this podcast, which will mean. You will get your some. We'll have some such so, so wag, at least T-shirts and stuff like that for the podcast. Available offered through Patreon. So head on over to Patreon.com. Um, check out what we got going on right now. But uh, I'm hoping to get that done in the next month or so. If if not, it, it could be after March. But that's kind of my goal. Kind of my goal right now. But head on over to patreoncom slash Ooh, I almost said the wrong thing. Patreon.com slash HeasyGameMedia uh, to check out some of the things we have going on over there. With that being said, let's go into our main topic, West. And I want you to choo-choo take off, take off this hype train, man. What's going on? I Sure, I, I will hype up the game that I will always be able to hype up. Uh, the first thing that you need to know about Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver is that it is a remake of arguably the best Pokemon games from the Game Boy Color generation, Pokemon Gold and Silver, but really Pokemon Crystal remakes, if you ask me. There's a lot going on there that gets put into the plot of the game. Super clean polish. All the Pokemon sprites look amazing. They all move. It's in full color. 
you played only gold and silver, you know, you don't get full color quite, you don't get moving sprites quite, this solves those problems. And it just has the fourth gen Pokemon engine, which is where Pokemon types really start to settle out. It's where the physical special move split settles out, which is awesome. But the real reason you should play Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver for the DS is because you will get one of these sweet little devices that is cooler than I don't have it in here. I was gonna pull out a Pokewalker. That was great. That was great. Uh, let, let's. You've you've already started covering too much of our show notes, West. I know. You've, you've the game is up. awesome. You've hyped it it's up Pokemon. so well. Let's go into overall impressions. You know, a high level look as to what we love about what we're reviewing today. And I'm I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna break show notes and I'm gonna say this first. Um, I remember specifically getting gold when I got that game for the first time. And when Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out for the DS, I, I didn't get it. I had a bunch of friends who were playing it at the time, but I just I was playing basketball. I had I, I had just like I don't know, I just had gone gone past to when I was playing Pokemon. Um kind of the end of the Diamond and Pearl time in Pokemon, I just was like, you know, I've done this a bunch. I'm kind of over it. And so when when Heart Gold Soul Silver came out, I just I didn't play it. And playing it now, um yeah, I was 19 when this game came out. I was too cool for school, guys, and I regret it. And that's my Literally overall graduated from it. Yeah. That's my overall impression with this is I regret getting too cool for school. I, I just I wish that I had played this when it came out because I think it would have been a better experience for me. But that being said, I'm still going to complete this uh, cartridge that I have right now. And I'm, I'm excited for that for, you know, up front. I have only got uh, I think I have six badges as of right now. I'm about 17 hours into the game. That's with leaving my DS on a bunch on accident. Uh, but it, it's been a great time. It's 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 been fun and. I think that that is the, high, the highest praise you can give something in my, like when it comes to nerd dumb is it's fun. I'm enjoying it. What are you? What's your overall impression? Uh, well, I think the first thing that's just necessary to talk about in this game is Pokemon following you. It's, I think it just makes the game so much better from that moment where Elm says like, Hey, walk with your, walk with your starter Pokemon. It'll be great. And like your little uh, your little Cyndaquil or Totodile or Chikorita pops out there and you turn around and say hi to it. And it goes like, hi. Um, well, first, it brings me right back to Pokemon Yellow, right? Having your Pikachu follow you around. It really embodies that feeling um, and takes it an extra degree farther by letting it be any Pokemon, not just your starter Pokemon that lets you follow around. And then the other thing that I just love about this game is that everything feels really good to do. The menu feels clean. The um, getting to tap the bottom screen to access your menu works really great. The having multiple items registered to your bottom screen is awesome. And at least they kept the most important part of the lore of Gold and Silver, which is that Whitney is still broken. Yeah, I definitely uh, died to a mil, a, a mil tank without meaning to. Uh, and it was honestly, I played Gold a bunch as a kid and played a little bit of Crystal. I never had died to Whitney before, 
but I definitely did on this replay. I just it was like, oh, okay, let's, let's run this back. Were you not a Cyndaquil main as a kid? I was a Chikorita, and mostly I. So my very first playthrough ever, I got Totodile, and I think almost every playthrough after that, I got uh, I got Chikorita. So, fun fun facts about me. Let, let's let's talk about something really quick though. Our our first and only review we've ever done on this podcast for a video game was a Pokemon game, West. Why do you have so much influence over the kind of games that we review? I really don't. See, <laughs> two of your favorite games of all time first? It's almost like your ghost is buttering you up for a bunch of Star Wars games. It's almost like you're going to struggle to get me to play and finish all of those Star <laughs> Wars games. No, but I I, I want to talk about I think that... Uh, <laughs> I love what you put in the show notes. Uh, I, this this legitimately is just one of West's favorite games, um, and you know it was something that I had wanted to. I played this game on an emulator a bunch of times for like a few hours, you know, gotten through x x amount of it, but I had not actually tried to beat this game before. And I was like, you know what? Let, let's do it. Let's let's go for it. And even though I got really busy this month and and you know I didn't quite get to get to where I wanted to before we did the review, I've had a lot of fun. And I wanted to, you know, experience the things that Wes loves so much. Wes, your answer for this is a little bit different. I mean, why do we choose another Pokemon game or why do we choose this game? Because those are different answers. Those are different <laughs> questions. Why we chose another Pokemon game is I would never mind if Need to Nerd Podcast just became a Pokemon casual play brand. <laughs> and all we talked about was doing stupid, unfocused things about having fun with Pokemon. I would be very happy with it. Sure. But this game is great. I don't need an excuse to replay this game. I don't need an excuse to touch this game. I'm so stoked to be talking about this game today. Yeah, I, I this game's a good time, and I think we should talk a little bit about why you would replay a Pokemon game. I think that for me, West, the reason to sometimes replay Pokemon games is that sometimes you just... You need to play a game you know. It's like, it's like your mom's mashed potatoes and gravy or your you know hot chocolate after you go skiing or snowboarding or sledding or you know it, it's it's that comfort food that that space that just makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside I, I think i said this either last week on this podcast or maybe i just said it to you personally that i just will replay a version of red blue or yellow every year just and i'll i mean i do it really fast because i'm always doing it on an emulator which I would never recommend. Don't do that. Uh, but like, you know, just fast forward through stuff and just get it done. And just, I don't know, it's like a, a cleanse to the soul, you know, going through team rockets base, or I know that, I know that back when I was young and I played this game a bunch, there was just something about the radio tower, you know, or something about Lake rage, stuff like that, that you just, it was just this thing that you'd done a bunch of times that made you feel accomplished and going back and feeling accomplished um, through part of your childhood was, I don't know, a cool experience. And I think that for me, that's why I replay Pokemon games far more than I, I, I think the things that I go back to are usually Ruby and Sapphire and, and blue and red. Um, 
But like, there will definitely be a day where I just go play Pokemon X and Y again. It's it's probably my next replay for what it's worth. I I just think that that comfort food is really cool. Oh, definitely. Um, it's very similar to how people will just rewatch a television show they've seen. Like you know, there are people who have watched The Office four, five, half a dozen times. I really don't want to know. Netflix came out and actually said that somebody last year watched Lord of the Rings like two hundred and. And it might have just been The Return of the King or something. They watched it 260-something times. That's, you know. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with reducing people's anxiety, right? Like, it has that predictable feeling. It uses that time. If you're, like, if where you're at, your headspace is just not having a good time, has too many unknowns, replaying a Pokemon game can be a great way to quiet that down for a while. I actually just really love playing Pokemon before falling asleep. I think that that has to do with the fact of, you know, that's what I would do as a kid. My mom would turn out the lights and we go get our little dangly light, put it above our I know you had an SB, you didn't deal with this, but we had Oh, to... I lived that life for a little while. Don't worry Did about you? me. I definitely I, or like a flashlight plus my Game Boy. Yeah. Oh, definitely man. did that too. I never had to do that. I had a bedside lamp that I would rather turn on before I did that. But But you get caught. I mean, I have been caught playing Pokemon many times in my life. Yep. But, but no, I, I think that you're right. I think that you have the, like you said, that it reduces your anxiety. For me, like, listening to an audiobook while playing Pokemon is just like, that is the thing that's going to get me. I mean, it takes no mental energy for me to play Pokemon Blue or Yellow, Blue, Blue not, or Red at this point. Just not a little bit. Just like, not at all. So just like, having an audiobook on while doing that, it's just... It's also not even reading. Yeah, it's just so good. Which might have been your problem with some of your complaints later in this, but that's okay. Time out, time out. I, well, all right, we'll get into that. <laughs> but I want to talk about the new fate, the new craze in Pokemon West, and why so many people are revisiting Pokemon in a new way. Well, sure. So there's the one that's the old new craze, and that's that's just playing a Nuzlocke. And if you've never heard of a Nuzlocke before. Um, it's named after a webcomic where someone invented a way to play through Pokemon games where they had to nickname every Pokemon they caught, and they could only catch the first Pokemon they encountered everywhere they went. On every route or in a city, they could only catch the first Pokemon. And if any time a Pokemon got knocked out, that Pokemon died. They would either release it or put it into a graveyard box and never play it again with that playthrough. And the comic alongside it, like, really chronicled the ups and downs of this person's playthrough doing it. And it's a lot easier to read in a lot of drama to these things, right? In the normal playthrough of the game, if your Pokemon faints, whatever, right? You got another one. If you if you all wipe, whatever, you'll do it again. Go get some levels, train up. Nuzlocke's, every choice counts. You always have to worry about being critted. It's definitely a way to take Pokemon and make it, I wouldn't say more challenging because I think a lot of people will just grind their way to the point of never having a problem playing it. They'll just battle a lot. Um, but it definitely makes Pokemon more tense. There are definitely decisions that matter. There are choices that matter. But I like to take it one step forward, one step further. And I think some other people are doing this now as well. I mean, I learned it from some other people. I actually learned it from 
a magic streamer who would do it between rounds of like moto ptqs and stuff and that is doing a random lock that's um where you use a a program to make a a version of your rom for an emulator where instead of normal wild pokemon as they normally would be they're set to random things and you can make it that it's always 100% random any Pokemon in the Pokedex you can find anywhere you go, or you can make it that like for every Zigzagoon on this route, that's replaced with a random Pokemon from the Pokedex. For every Poliwag on this route, that's replaced with a random Pokemon from the Pokedex. And there's a few of these programs out there. You can definitely find it. You can just Google, you know, how to random lock Pokemon or whatever, and people can definitely get you set up. But I find that's really fun. And it's also like a good, like, it's a, like, even if you're not going to play, like, full through the entire game of it, like, the first, like, three hours of playing a random lock are pretty fun because you don't know what you're going to find, right? You could end up with a Dialga in your party as of Route 1 if you get a really, really lucky Pokeball throw. Or you could be trying to figure out how to play through the game with a Bidoof and, like, a Bro, Dot. What are you talking about? Professor Elm's going to give you that Dialga. That could happen as well. Yes, totally could happen. <laughs> That's like the most common viral TikToks, by the way, for Pokemon is random locks where like they're like, you know, their choices. I saw one where the choice was between Mew, Mewtwo and Entei. And it was like, what the heck? <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> and like you can even like do like a, a, a duplicate random lock where like you and your friend use the same seed and you can like literally play through the exact same random scenarios and see who does better and who gets different things. Yeah, Let, let's talk about let's talk about kind of set the stage here before we get too far into this. Uh, how did you play this time around, West? This time around, I played a random lock. And this time around, I played on a cartridge, and I did not play them the way I normally play, because normally, as West hinted at, I'm a grinder. Like I will just sit on the first route until my first Pokemon's. Uh, you know, if I got to, I'm like I'll wait for a. Totodile to evolve before even moving forward. And West had mentioned on a show a while ago how he likes to play Pokemon on hard mode, basically, and be underleveled throughout most of the game. Yeah, not even necessarily underleveled. I like switching Pokemon out frequently. I like making sure that my party is always kind of changing and I'm bringing in new Pokemon I freshly caught. Sure. Kind of at every stage of the game just to really like. And, you know, they definitely designed the game a little bit. So, like, some of the levels where you start to access the cooler Pokemon is when they start showing up in the game as well. So this works out pretty well. Sure. But it definitely means that, like, sometimes I show up to a gym and I'm like, oh, I got rid of my fire type, like, you know, two badges ago. I don't have a fire type on my team. Guess we'll see how this goes. Yeah. So so that's kind of similar to what happened with me in this, this playthrough. Uh, I just, I just kind of was going through the game uh, to, until I hit a spot where I had to level up my team, and then I would go grind a little bit. But that was basically it, and it was a different experience for me. Um, how was your random lock before we get into our Lovets and, and stuff for the, the game overall? It was good. I remember having a Pokemon. I think I had, like, a Poochiana die really early on. I was not happy about that. I was, like, looking forward to that guy being my, my Morty hack being the Pokemon that got me through uh, the Ecruteek gym badge. Um, but, like, 
then sooner rather than later, I like I picked up a Drapion on my team. Like I, I was like, ah, sweet, this thing's got good typing. So like I was not too concerned. Um, I I believe I got past the final end boss of Pokemon Johto games, which is Whitney, of course. If you survive Whitney, you can survive anything. But then I got distracted by other things in life. I did, like I said, I died to Whitney for the first time ever this time. So Let, let's go on to Lovitz for this for this game. And in this segment, we typically talk about the things that we liked the most or we loved how what we're reviewing. Um, and I kind of mentioned this. It might have been on last week's. The, I mean, we haven't we didn't record last week. We recorded the week before, but I, I might have mentioned it on that show. Sprites, man. I have now played every Pokemon game but Black and White and Black and White Two. Uh, at least to some amount. And this game has the best sprites. It's just... I don't even know that it's like a question. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I have always wanted to play 3D Pokemon. And I hope that one day... You know, if, if if it is, you know, a Platinum Diamond remake... Uh, on the on this switch next to me now i i want this game to be able to say i want this system to be able to say these are the best pokemon i've ever seen you know but we certainly can't say that on the 3ds <laughs> um that's cool black as... and white was also a major sprite disappointment as well was it yeah but i can certainly say that these sprites are so crisp they are so clean and I... you get to see them on the world map. Oh, they're so vibrant. For everyone you get, it's so good. It's it's so cool. I really really liked them. My my next one is the quality of life upgrades. I um I'll kind of get into this. There are a few things that I don't like about quali- the quality of life upgrades compared to how they could have been, but I really do uh, just running shoes is just such a I can't express how great that is. I there are so many kids that did not have to experience, uh, you know, these games without them. And let me tell you, <laughs> they're just a lifesaver. They're so good. You have a very different opinion than me. I get mad every time I leave Little Route Town, Little Root Town, You're and so my mom weird. yells at me for not getting my shoes. You're so weird. Uh, that's one of them. I think that uh, this game has a couple other quality of life upgrades that are really important. That just like you know, one or two. Yeah, that last full cover. But I also think that this game did a really good job of capturing gold, silver, and crystal in like a lot of different ways. There are a couple of changes that I noticed playing through, I think the tower, like Bellsprout Tower or whatever it was, was not the same in this one. Uh, it's almost identical. Is it? Yeah. Uh, then there's the, you know, seeing, seeing the... And obviously, this is just from Gold and Silver, but, you know, Entei, Raikou, and Sukun, the first sighting of them was a little bit different than, than I remembered. Uh, stuff like that, where it's just really cool. I mean, obviously, that's because a lot of this has Crystal Remake stuff in it, but... But yeah, I, I, I thought it did a good job of kind of taking this beloved game and, and really capturing it. Oh, for sure. Um it really did have so many of these excellent things. And I really think it like took it a step farther. There were some things in um, red, blue, yellow that felt like they were missing from gold and silver that I think that like this game like brought and made good. Like the first being like, there's no safari zone in Pokemon gold, silver, like 
you get you get to uh fuchsia city in canton you're like sick okay i'm ready give me a chancy and they're like sorry chancy you gotta go catch it out in the wild over that way sorry no no uh nothing to see here safari zone's closed and you're like what where do i get my kangaskhan like it just didn't make sense to me that they like chose to take this fantastic feature from the first game where like you could get Pokemon, they were usually a higher level than you could usually capture. You didn't have to like do the work, you just gotta capture them. You had to be persistent. They just said, nah, let's take it out of gold and silver. Well, they put it back in in this game. And they probably made it better than any other Pokemon game. There's a few things I really like about it. First, there are these the the hard it's not a very big Safari zone, and it's made up of six kind of areas that you can change out after playing you can go back and say all right instead of this plains area i want the mountain area and instead of the meadow area i want the waterfall area and you can find really different pokemon in each of them and then i learned also that there are these objects you can go in and place and over time they'll attract pokemon to that place if it's natural for that environment leading to some really fascinating pokemon to be findable in the safari zone not super early in the game because it takes some days of actual just like in world like of you know clock hours passing before they start showing up and you know you'll have wanted to play before that but like you know you can get a gibble out of the safari zone in this game nice it only takes 100 days there you go um additionally uh every time i go back and i play through gold silver or crystal i'm like where is my Firestone, my Waterstone, my Leafstone, my Thunderstone? There are all these cool Pokemon I want to evolve every time. I just want a Polyrath. And then you learn that you don't get them until way later, after you beat the Elite Four. You're all the way in Kanto at Cerulean City, and you talk to Bill, and he starts offering them up to you. Or, like, there's, like, 3% chances on calls from, like, a couple of different people in uh Johto on the um on the hands of in crystal but nah in heart gold soul silver there's a pretty easy direct way to get your stones and that's through the pokeathlon which is this fun mini game based uh like al- alternative place it's really based on the dual t- like on the touch screen of the DS like it really makes that mechanic honed in um and by playing that they're a lot like i mean they're not the same as uh the contests of hoenn but it's the same feeling and over time as you get points you could start buying these resources including the evolution stones which is really nice just to help you get like some of these cooler pokemon because no one wants to walk around at level 50 growlith like you just want that arcanine and you want it early because it's sweet so i'm really happy about that fun fact i literally have a vulpix a weeping bell uh, Nidorino and something else that I'm looking to evolve right now. Is your mom saving money for you? Yes. You should be able to get a Moonstone soon. Cool. Did she just give me one? Oh, you know what? She might have bought me one and put it in my box and I forgot. Yep. I think I already That's the thing that one. happens. Moonstone's not too hard, but definitely, like, the other Evolution Stones, those are hard to get. Um, the last thing for, like, the story mode... That was, and like, for, like, I was playing this within a week of it coming out. I 
started my Heart Gold playthrough on March 26th, 2010. And the hypest thing ever came in these boxes. And that was the Pokewalker. The reason it was so cool is, yeah, it was this thing that like, it was like pre-Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go. In that I got to walk around in life, be on the train on my way home from school, and I get to like see someone else with this tiny little red and white thing on their belt and be like, oh, you play Pokemon. I don't know you. You're a stranger. You don't know me. We're strangers. But I know you play Pokemon. I can see this on you. We can get a small little benefit in our Pokewalkers, and we can just talk about Pokemon for a while. Super, super cool feature really fun and it reminded me of like tamagotchis and really took that um attitude into it just the coolest feature like i think that nowadays the poke walker feels a bit arcane but it was the coolest thing for you know the few months around when pokemon heart gold souls over came out when you would see other people in public with their poke walkers because they still were actually receiving benefits from it and there are some just wild pokemon that you can find in it that like you can't find anywhere else in Heart Gold Soul Silver. You can get way earlier than you could otherwise. It was just a great feature for helping you like access things in the game as well. Let's snap off some post game features that you love. Oh yeah. Big one, Battle Frontier. Pokemon games are like no fun after you beat everything and you're like, Yeah, I have all these powerful Pokemon, what do I do with them? And even better, Battle Frontier doesn't even require you to have the powerful Pokemon. I've always loved Battle Factory beatest environment i would play i don't know i'd play like a tournament right now against people with battle factory like hands down it would be the best experience ever like getting to steal good pokemon from other people after beating them that'd be so much fun um battle factory was sweet i love the battle frontier um the other thing is there are just like 12 legendary pokemon available in this game from other games right all of the kanto legendaries are available all the legendary birds mewtwo available um, you can even get like Lugia and Heart Gold. You can get Ho in Soul Silver. You can get Kyogre, Groudon, Rayquaza, Latios, Latias. Like all of these awesome legendaries are available in this game. And then finally, fourth gen competitive play was amazing. This is what really made Heart Gold Soul Silver stick with me as a kid. Was that I had friends who were like, "We play competitive Pokemon. Let's get really into this. Let's spend a bunch of our hours breeding and training Pokemon." However, I can't say I was the best competitive Pokemon gainer right now because looking back on my Link Battle win rate, I won 29 games against my friends and I lost 41 games against my friends. So little 15-year-old Wes still had a lot to prove in the world, but he had a great time doing it. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about some could be betters. In this segment, we I, we don't really want to hate on things or or tear them down. It's really just things that we thought could be improved. I don't think that uh, I think that we've had a problem with this segment since we kind of brought it to the show. I think we've done a good job of just saying like, I don't know, not being nitpicky. I think it's like the real, the real key to this segment and just talking. It's not our brand. Yeah, like, we just want to talk about like, seriously, what could be better? Not what did we dislike? Sure. We only identify if there's room for improvement. Let's uh, let's start off with you. What are things that you think could have been better? Give Chikorita the sweet Grass-type status moves that actually make Grass-types good. The fact that Chikorita doesn't get Sleep Powder or Leech Seed 
is the thing that makes Chikorita an underwhelming starter in the game. It's not the typing you face. That's irrelevant. If you could sleep powder things, it would never matter. Chikorita gets Razor Leaf, and that's the last good move Chikorita gets. And that's at level 7. That's my real complaint. And they could have fixed that for this game. It would have made Chikorita awesome. And then the only other complaint I really have about this game is not even a complaint I had at the time because I didn't know better, but man, if Gen 6 breeding uh, like tools existed in this game, there would not be any reason to play any other Pokemon game after this, in my opinion. Like, if I could br- pass off five IVs to my kid, to my baby Pokemon in breeding in this game, I would never need anything else. Just, it was so hard to breed for IVs in Gen 4, it wasn't worth doing. And, like, I wish that could have changed. All right. You didn't mention the, the thing that I thought you were going to mention, which is the flat level curve due to having to travel to Kanto. No, I'm going to let you do that. I just, um, was this the case in the originals as well? Worse. It was worse. Okay. It's, it does not feel good. Uh, it's kind of, it feels like your Pokemon are always teetering on under leveled and over leveled wherever you go on the map. And nothing evolves like as fast as I want it to, and it's I don't know, it feels less exciting. I don't know, I just look I actually really like all the Johto level like all Johto Pokemon, like Gen 2 Pokemon, I... evolve between twenty and thirty. Yeah, it's that's true. The the thing is that I I don't even think that it's that unreasonable. Like you're making a new game, right? Like you could have just given me a new starter Pokemon when I got to Kanto and just encouraged me to start over. Like you, right? Like, I mean, I guess I, I mean that, that would have had to have been done in gold silver because this is a remake, not a new game. Why does it matter? But What's the difference? Because you know exactly how people are Spencer. Whatever. You think people are going to be upset that you give them a Charmander, Squirtle yes. or Bulbasaur? You're insane. No, you get that. You get that anyways. You get that. That's, that's true. But, um, if I, you had to go back to just that, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying be very encouraging. Lower the levels in Kanto completely, which happens on the first. You know, if I remember correctly from my Gold and Silver run, it still happens when you go through that. Like the Pidgeys are only like level whatever, right? Wild Pokemon are almost exactly the same levels as where they and, were, and trainers in are not red, blue, yellow. And then trainers are all still very powerful. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's all, it's, I didn't like it. I didn't like it this playthrough. And that's, that's the thing. I have another complaint. It's mostly my fault. And I'm going to preface this with one time when I was playing, I might have been Pokemon Yellow. I don't remember which one it was. But I got, so in the original Pokemon games, when you go to the Elite Four, there's these, you have to go through these people, you have to show them the badge, and then you get a pass through, right? And I got to the Coolest end of the game. thing ever, actually, though. It's such a cool experience doing it for the first time. It's pretty cool. I get to this thing one time, I get to the third, the third badge, like, you don't have the Thunder Badge, and I'm like, I beat this, I mean, the Thunder Badge, for what it's worth, those who don't know, is Flash. So you don't actually need it to beat the game. You're wrong. It, is it not Flash? It's Fly. Oh, man, that's so much worse. 
Yeah, yeah, I Flash's beat... first gym. Oh, I beat the game without Fly. Anyway, you would think I would have noticed that. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> anyway. It, you would have noticed it this time, too. I definitely would have. Well, except that I didn't. Anyway, I'm playing the game, and I'm texting West, and I'm like, West, why am I not getting a call from Professor Elm to go to the radio tower? And we, like, get on a call together. He's like, dude, I don't know. And then he's like, wait a second. Have you done X or Y? And I was like, what? No. So where did you go after this? I was like, I went this way. And so I had gotten the sixth, the sixth badge or something? The seventh, seventh badge? I had gotten the seventh badge early. I don't know why I have this problem. I don't know what my problem is, West. But apparently I like skipping steps in Pokemon. But I really feel like they shouldn't let you do that if they don't want you to. This is I mean, a they Gen did. 1, Gen 2 they feature. Did. They didn't let me... He wanted me to buy a Rage Candy Bar, which I had no interest in. And the radio tower didn't come off. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, man, I did I beat the, did I beat Team Rocket underneath the... <laughs> it's interesting, because this is actually something that has legacy in Gen 1, right? This is a Kanto thing as well, is that you can beat badges four through seven in any order as well that's true you do have to beat badge five before you can beat badge seven but that's the only thing that actually has you do it in order you can you can leave erica as long as you want yes you can i don't know and, I, I don't know that it's like it could be better as much as it was a frustration for this playthrough like because I, I got to the city and i remembered what i had to do for the city right i have to go to lake rage i have to get surf i have you know blah 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 i have to go into the the hideout and stuff like that and then it's like why am i stuck yeah so it although that's kind of sad to me because the fun the the best part about when i played heart gold soul silver was when i got through doing my fifth badge my sixth badge and i discovered that there was a new place i could go in uh um like cyan wood or whatever the sixth the fighting gym badge that town that's all the way across the water mm -hmm. Going up towards the new Safari Zone, like there's like three new routes there with real leveled Pokemon. They're like level 24 or whatever. Yeah, that like are actually just sweet. Lots of cool Pokemon over there, and you get to go to the Safari Zone. Like that was like that was when playing. Yeah, that's where I'm at right story. now. Man. I just unlocked the Safari Zone. There's tons of stuff to do over there now. I'm having a great time. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Could be better on my part. <laughs> yes. That's an interesting way to think of could be better. <laughs> uh, why should people play this game? You kind of answered at the beginning, but... This game's delightful. Like, it's just so much fun. Like, and I think that the cool thing about this game, and I think that I think Johto does really well, is that this is a game that I think has the guardrails on for, like, younger kids playing. They don't have to, like, super train their Pokemon. It's not going to be that hard to beat it, except Whitney, and Whitney's supposed to be frustrating. That's part of the game. That's part of life. Like, I think that, like, this game has a super shallow surface that you can play through, and it's still a really good time. But there's also a lot of depth. There's a lot of places that you can go back to to find new things after you unlock HMs. There's a lot of places that have deeper mechanics than you originally thought. Like, I mean, you can spend a whole afternoon at the Ruins of Elf and still not solve everything. It's just a great time. Uh, I was going to skip the rest of my could-be-betters, but you made me bring them. You, you made me have to bring them up, Wes. 
because uh, as somebody that uh, whose favorite gener- like favorite games in order are probably you know Ruby Sapphire and then probably XY. I I really am sick. I I was already sick of HM moves, and I, I think that like it's a could be better that does get better. But also I miss the XPL man, and I have to bring it up. I have to. How do you how do you continue to play Pokemon games without experience all? Because choosing to train the Pokemon I want to use is the point of the game, Spencer. Well, I am training them. They're in my party. No, no, no. You're leaving them around. Like, you know, uh, like, you have to use your Pokemon for them to get better, Spencer. I don't know any other way. Like, I don't think watching makes me better at things. I mean, it might a little bit. It but does, like, though. You listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah, that's an active choice. That's a participation, if you ask me. <laughs> Listeners, you're participating in this conversation. Yeah. You're just not saying anything. I, I... I don't know. I, I, I wanted to bring those up, but I think that I think that for me the reason to play this game in twenty twenty one is it lets you experience a really great game and kind of a revolutionary game in a lot of ways for especially for the Pokemon franchise. Like I I don't know that they could have had a more successful sequel to a hit game. Like and the fact that they knocked it out of the park with the remake is really impressive. Like yeah. it's just it's really impressive. It's the gold standard for future Pokemon remakes. Yeah, I I I have been impressed the entire time playing it, even those even the, the time where I said I was frustrated. So let's get let's rate it on this on this podcast. We give it from a zero to five. West, we've never given anything a zero. Are we about to start now? Only if we invert the scale, because I'm about to give this thing a five. Woo! Perfect score. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, no. Why, why would you be surprised? Yeah, I would but not like, give this a five. I serious this... reasons, I think this game gets a five. I, I think, think it is visually stunning. Yeah. I think it has probably, like, considering how few Pokemon show up in base, sword, and shield... It's probably the second or third Pokemon game with the most Pokemon available in it without ever touching another Pokemon, without ever touching another game in the franchise. Like between a gold and silver game, heart, gold, soul, silver game, you can get all but 42 Pokemon in Gen 4. And that's only missing 10% of the total Pokemon that there are at this point. Yeah, I, I, th- I would give this a four for what it's worth. Um, I think this game's solid. I think that for a lot of people, this is a revisit to their introduction. I think that this is pretty amazing. Maybe I'd give it a four or five. I, I, I might, I might talk myself up as I keep talking, but I, I think that Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver captures. I mean, the sprites are so beautiful. The like, they're actually beautiful. The love that you have for kind of those early generation Pokemon games. Uh, it's so funny that I'm going to say this and West, I'm sure will snap at me for it, but like the Pokemon don't go weird by gen two. Like there are some, there are a couple oddballs, but like we're not catching ice cream cones or garbage yet. You know, we're, we're catching, you know, other weird stuff. 
And I don't know, for some reason, it just resonates more with me. Yeah. Also, they made so much better choices with this remake than they did with Fire Red Leaf Green because you have all of the newer Pokemon that were not initially available in the game still available during the first playthrough. When I was playing Fire Red Leaf Green and discovered that my Golbat couldn't evolve to a Crobat, I nearly threw my thing at a wall. <laughs> that is frustrating, right? But, like, the fact that I can get Togekiss in this game is so sick. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is going to do it. Don't forget to uh, check out the show every week on YouTube or on whatever podcast app you like. If you can like, review, rate, whatever it is, it really does help the show out. Uh, Wes, do you have anything you have to say before we go? Play this game. There you go. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, thank you for putting up... I don't know how my voice will sound on the recording, but if it sounds sick, I apologize. Uh, I wanted to make sure that we didn't miss two weeks in a row, so I tried to make sure to be on this week. But I love the listeners. I love the growth of this podcast has seen last year. Um, you know, I, it kind of all happened at the tail end, but it's greatly appreciated. And I hope that we can uh, make 2021 really great. Go play Pokemon guys. Bye. Use Crobat. That Pokemon's great.